It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, we need to know. I'm Jamie East and this is the Smart Seven. Hey, I'm Jamie East, and this is a special edition of the Smart 7. Over the course of the next week, we're going to be taking a look back at the biggest stories from 2022. Today, it's July and August. Having already experienced extreme temperatures during the summer, by mid-August we were getting ready for another heatwave with the return of temperatures of over 30 degrees for the south of England. Amber weather warnings for extreme heat were issued across England and Wales less than a month after July's record-breaking temperatures. Alex Deakins, a Met Office meteorologist, warned us just how awful things are likely to be. Those temperatures by night are also going to be rising. Uh, Not too oppressive at the moment. Uh, Yeah, later in the week we could see those temperatures holding up even higher than that. And it is, that is part of the problem. You just don't get that respite. Your body just doesn't have that time to recover. And in mid-August, Thames Water became the latest water firm to announce hosepipe ban plans and spokesperson Catherine Ross laid out the grim reality of water levels. We are seeing unprecedentedly low uh, storage levels. When you say unprecedented low, we mean worse than 1976 or we're not going back that far? Yeah, I mean, we're looking at sort of less than 75% of our storage at the moment as to where we would expect it to be. This came as new data showed 2.4 billion litres of water are lost in leaks every day by water companies in England. And as the UK struggled with low water levels and high temperatures, Professor Roger Falconer of Cardiff University said the UK really had failed to prepare for the crisis. I think we are based on short-term policies rather than long-term planning. Uh, when we say we, who, who is we? Is this a government thing? I think it's all of us. It's society, it's a five-year political cycle, and so forth. By the end of July, the summer campaign for the leader of the Tory party saw Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss face off a number of times in a single week as the race to become the new Tory leader continued. They started with a debate on Monday the 25th of July on the BBC, where the big discussion revolved around whether or not cutting taxes should be part of the plan for the new leader. Rishi was sticking to his original plan, which was to tackle the ballooning national debt. So the question is, should we pay that bill ourselves, or do we put it on the country's credit card and pass the tab to our children and grandchildren to take care of? Now, I don't think that's right. But Liz Truss was not for turning. She had a recession on her mind. Everybody thinks that putting up taxes is going to hurt the economy. You can't put up taxes and get growth. If we follow Rishi's plans, we, we are headed Sophie, for a recession. Really an old- Tuesday saw the deadly duo back in the studio for another debate. This time for The Sun, it broadcast live on Talk TV. But it went dramatically off air after a mysterious metaphor crashed the party. He's going to challenge the freedom and democracy. Turns out it was journalist and host Kate McCann fainting. She was absolutely fine, but the debate was stopped. Under pressure as polls showed him behind Liz Truss, Rishi appeared to change his mind on tax cuts, proposing a new VAT cut on fuel if he won the contest. But that didn't impress Business Secretary Kwasi Kwarteng. It's a U-turn. 
I mean, let's not beat about the bush. This is a U-turn. Uh, a few months ago, he said that uh, VAT on energy bills would disproportionately uh, help richer people. It wasn't targeted enough at people who are vulnerable. That Thursday saw Culture Secretary Nadine Doris wade back into the contest, still annoyed about what happened to her Bezzy Boris. It is not a secret that things happen that shouldn't have happened and that Boris Johnson was removed via a coup. By the end of August, we were expecting a new Prime Minister for the UK, but it looked like, whether it was Liz or Rishi, they were walking into a pretty long to-do list. The month finished up with more industrial action on the way, from bin strikes to the Royal Mail and BT workers and journalists at the Reach Group, and we weren't sure if a general strike could be on the cards. Dave Ward from the Communication Workers' Union certainly thought so at the time. The TUC will be meeting the week after next, uh, and I've no doubt that that will be discussed. Personally, I favour forms of collective action that all workers can participate in, whether they're in a union or not. The industrial unrest was partly driven by the rising cost of living and the ongoing energy crisis, and the movement urging consumers not to pay their energy bills was also gaining momentum. Don't Pay UK wasn't something the Mayor of Greater Manchester supported at the time, though, and as calls for utility firms to be nationalised ramped up, Andy Burnham told Good Morning Britain people really want to see change. The leaders of uh, who want to be their next Prime Minister kind of calling for more Thatcherism. Well, that got us into this mess, in my view. In the 80s, we sold off the water, we sold off the gas, we we sold off the electric, we sold off the buses, we sold off the trains. All of those essentials now have got kind of sky-high prices that people can't afford. The YouGov poll revealed that 47% of Tory voters supported nationalised energy, but Minister Matt Warman, who backed Rishi, said it wouldn't work. Me, I'm not sure whether nationalisation does anything other than borrow a huge amount of money today in order to buy companies that will then have to pay back that borrowing through taxation. The Chancellor at the end of August, Nadine Zahawi, was also worried and said energy companies should be on top of their game more than ever by communicating with customers. His policy back then was that no one should fear their supply being cut and money would be provided. We will deliver the 37 billion, um, so that 1,200 pounds to the most vulnerable 8 million households. But we'll go beyond that because we know we need to, and we need to send a message to Mr. Putin that this strategy is not going to work. The start of July was a particularly bad time for mass shootings on both sides of the Atlantic. Three people were killed and several more critically injured after a Sunday afternoon shooting at one of the largest and busiest shopping malls in Scandinavia, the Field Shopping Centre in Copenhagen. A 22-year-old Danish man was arrested at the scene and later charged with manslaughter and remanded in a psychiatric facility. An eyewitness spoke to BBC News and said he was on his way into the mall as the incident began. At the time, I didn't think that those shots were actual gunshots because it's not something that you would imagine in, uh, in a country like North, uh, Denmark. Less than 24 hours later, on Independence Day, the US experienced its third fatal mass shooting in as many months when a man fired into the crowd at a 4th of July parade in Highland Park, an affluent suburb outside Chicago, killing seven people and injuring many, many more. Highland Park Mayor Nancy Rotaring was quick to make a public statement condemning the violence. This morning at 10.14, our community was terrorized by an act of violence that has shaken us to our core. Our hearts go out to the families of the victims during this devastating time. Several hours after the shooting, police arrested a 21-year-old suspect who was then charged with murder.
Vice President Kamala Harris once again called for stricter gun laws after Illinois State Police said the suspect's father had sponsored his application for a firearm licence when he was just 19. we got to be smarter as a country in terms of who has access to what, and in particular assault weapons. And we got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. And in the same week, the former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was assassinated while speaking at an election rally in Nara, eastern Japan. Japan's public broadcaster was showing the political event live on TV when he was shot. The shooting shocked the country. As Japan has extremely strict firearm licensing laws, gun violence is extremely rare. A 41-year-old former member of the Maritime Defence Force was arrested at the scene and it later emerged he used a homemade device to shoot the well-known politician who was Japan's longest-serving Prime Minister. Current Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishido spoke before Abe was pronounced dead and said the shooting was a heinous act. It is barbaric and malicious and it cannot be tolerated. We will do everything we can. I would like to use the most extreme words available to condemn this act. Still to come on this special episode of the Smart 7, the lionesses roar at the Euros and Donald Trump has some classified problems. Right after this. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. Three. It finally happened. Football came home when England's women won the Euro 2022 Championship at a packed Wembley Stadium on the last day in July. That was the entire team who invaded manager Serena Wegman's press conference to celebrate. England and Germany were level after normal time and heading towards penalties when one of England's super subs stepped up. Chloe Kelly! Unreal scenes! England lead in extra time. The fairy tale fixture might just produce the fairy tale result for England. The game finished 2-1 and the crowd went wild. Congratulations flooded in from the Queen, Boris, Rishi, Liz and more as Prince William presented the trophy to Lioness Captain Leah Williamson. Beth Mead also picked up the player of the tournament and Golden Boot as the leading scorer. Goal-scoring hero Chloe Kelly spoke to the BBC briefly after the game until the lure of the crowd singing Sweet Caroline proved just too much. Look at them! It's amazing, honestly. Thank you, every single person that got out to support us. This is unreal. It almost feels like a preemptive coup. The FBI right now is the Gestapo. This is an abomination. It's probably the worst day 
in the history of the FBI. This is the worst attack on this republic in modern history. This is a wake-up call to defund the FBI. When we get power back, it's time to hold everyone accountable. Surprise, surprise. The man who spent four years obsessing over Hillary Clinton's emails got upset in August when he became the subject of an investigation himself. Former US President Donald Trump, who was already facing a slew of legal threats, claimed his Florida home was illegally raided by the FBI. The investigation turned out to be related to his alleged mishandling of White House records, although some Trump supporters were saying in August it was all part of a Democrat conspiracy to prevent him running for a second presidential term in 2024. The raid came as a federal appeals court ruled the IRS must release the former president's tax returns to the House. Trump's currently the only US president since Gerald Ford who's failed to publicly release his full tax returns. Back in August, we wondered just how worried Trump should be. Well, according to lawyer and Trump critic George Conway, quite. I think any time the, the Federal Bureau of Investigation comes to your house early in the morning and knocks on the door and starts rummaging through your home with a list of things that it's specifically looking for, uh, you should be worried. After cancelling her Las Vegas residency back at the start of 2022, Adele held her first public concert in five years in Hyde Park on the 1st of July. It was an emotional night for the singer who relied on her fans to get her through her opening number, the aptly titled Hello. I was one. I'm so happy to be here. To go over, help me. She also took some time to fire t-shirts into the crowd, which led to an unforgettable moment for one young fan. Smart 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Have a great day. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.